um, our family members in prayer, and we will keep them in our prayers throughout the week and also share at the right time as well. So I want to enter into uh, the teaching this morning. And would, would you join me by standing? Uh, let's open up our Bibles to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. And I want to speak on the theme, He is Lord of all times. He is Lord of all times. Malachi chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Two weeks ago, um, we spoke um, from Malachi chapter 1, and the Lord has just uh, been studying the book of Malachi, and the Lord just uh, put this sermon in my heart for us this, this morning. Uh, Malachi chapter 3. Uh, Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament, so if you know exactly where Matthew is, a couple of pages before you'll find Malachi. Malachi chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. He is Lord of all time. How many know that he is Lord of all times? There is none like him. Malachi chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. Then those who fear the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. On that day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be my treasured possession. I will spare them just as the Father has compassion and spares his sons who serve him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Amen. He is Lord of all times. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. As I studied your word and prepared the sermon for this morning, throughout this week, Lord, you encouraged me and you spoke to my heart and reminded me that you are Lord of all times. And you encouraged me and reminded me to trust you, Lord, in all seasons. Father, I pray, Lord, that this word would speak to each and every one of us today and encourage us to draw closer to you, to, uh, to live a life of faith that says God is sovereign and he rules over all seasons and all times and his will will be done in my life. I pray, Lord God, that we would hear your word this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. He is Lord of all times. We are reminded this morning that God is Lord of all times. In the good times and in the bad times, he is Lord. He is Lord over the past, he is Lord over the present, and he is Lord over the future. He is Lord when things go the way we want them to go, and he is still Lord when things don't go the way that we wish that they would go, because he is Lord of all times. He is Lord in times of sickness, and he is Lord in times of health. This is the declaration of the believer, of the Christian, who has come to know Jesus. The declaration is we have come to know that he is our Lord and he is Lord over our lives in every season of our lives. In the book of Malachi here, two weeks ago I had said that Malachi was written about 50 years after the return uh, to Jerusalem, but it's closer to 100 years. I want to make that correction publicly. It's closer to 100 years from the return of Jesus. If you remember, I said, I said that, uh, um, I reminded the church that the Babylonian Empire uh, destroyed Jerusalem and Jerusalem was in captivity under, their uh, under the Babylonian Empire for 70 years. 
And then after 70 years, there was a return back to Jerusalem. That was a prophetic word uh, from the prophet Jeremiah. And they returned back to Jerusalem and they rebuilt the walls and they rebuilt Solomon's temples. Solomon's temple. Now the walls and the temple did not have the same glory or splendor uh, as before, but they began to once again live in the city of Jerusalem. Now it has been a hundred years since then. And in these hundred years, uh, the, the splendor of Solomon's temple was not there. If you remember it, I, I shared back in the time of, of, of Solomon's dedication, fire came from heaven, consumed the sacrifice, and in the holies of holies, there was a, 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 a real viewed presence uh, of God there. There was a fear uh, of entering into that place. There was a manifestation of the Shekinah glory of God. But Ezekiel reminds us in a time of rebellion that that Shekinah glory left the temple of the Lord. And although now they have been uh, returned to Jerusalem, that same Shekinah, that same splendor never returned to that place. But the people had returned. And their obedience was supposed to return as well. And their sacrifice was supposed to return with the same level of excellence. And that's why two weeks ago we spoke on the theme, Giving God Your Best. And we talked a little bit about that. Uh, so their same disposition should have been there. But because perhaps they did not see the splendor. Perhaps they were entering into the routine uh, of, of what religious activity was for them. They began to not give God the best that they had. But when you read Malachi chapter 1, 2, and 3, you'll see that there is a dispute between God and the people. Six disputes, six dialogues. And there you'll see in these first three chapters that, that God tells them, I still love you. And they tell God, well, how do you love us? Because they're looking at their condition and they're like, you love us? How do you love us? And that's their complaint to God. And God tells them, you know, but, but you defile me. You, you disrespect me. And they say, well, how have we disrespect you? And he says, well, you bring unblemished animals to me. In the third dialogue, God says to them, you, you haven't been faithful to the covenant. And they said, well, how have we not been faithful to the covenant? And God tells them, well, you have abandoned the wife of your youth. In the fourth dialogue, um, they ask God, where is the God of justice? Because they're looking at their condition and their circumstance. And, and God says, I'm sending a messenger and he will bring Justice, the prophetic word for us, right? Uh, and then uh, God tells them, you know, turn back and, and be faithful and, and, and do what you're supposed to do. And they're like, well, what are we supposed to do? And God says, well, bring your tithes and your offerings to the storehouse. They told God, it's pointless to serve God. Look, wicked people are prospering. And God reminds them in this dialogue of a final reign of a final reign, of a separation between good and bad, between righteous and wicked. After that dialogue, or at the end of that sixth dialogue, is the verses that we find ourselves in that we read this morning. I'm going to read them for you again. Then those who fear the Lord spoke with one another. And I love that because in the midst of a rebellious people, there were some remnant. There was a remnant. There were some righteous. And I love that verse 16 says that those that fear the Lord spoke among one another. Uh, they were staying faithful to the Lord. And the Lord, the Bible says, and the Lord paid attention and heard them. 
And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. I, I love that. God, God took note of the righteous. And then he says, on that day when I access the Lord Almighty, they will be, they will be my treasured possession. I will spare them just as a father has compassion and spares his sons who serve him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. He is making an exclamation point here, and he's saying, I am Lord of all times. He's, he's having this dialogue with them, but he's making an exclamation here, and he's letting them know, I am Lord of all times. Regardless of what you see, I'm still God, I'm still on the throne, I still have things in control, I still have a plan in action, I still know what I'm doing in your life, in this community, in these people, uh, and I want you to know that a season will come when all these things will be revealed, and, and it will be brought to light, that I have always been in charge. And the church says, he is Lord of all times. So looking at this story, I want to bring four reminders to you today. Four reminders. Looking at these verses. The first one is, it's a reminder to us that nothing escapes God. Nothing escapes God. In the midst of the ungodly, God always still sees the godly. How many say amen? It's a reminder to us to what? Stay faithful. Not to be convinced by the ungodly. Not to turn because of an influence from the ungodly. No, but to be faithful and know that we are called to be the righteous and the people of God. Why? We are reminded that nothing escapes God. Let us not be fooled. God's silence does not mean his absence. Let us remember that God sees all things, hears all things, and he watches the righteous so I want to remind you today that nothing escapes God. In this dialogue that the people were having with God, God had an answer. God was letting them know, I have been here. Uh, my silence does not mean my absence, uh, my, me not being here. I want to remind you this morning that I'm, I'm attentive to you. I want to remind you today that God is attentive to us. He sees what we do. He sees the good and he sees the bad. He sees when we try and he sees when we don't try. He sees when we have failed and he sees when we have overcome. God sees all things. He sees when we try to be faithful and he sees when we have not been faithful. Nothing escapes the hand of God. Nothing escapes the eyes of God. I love what Solomon says. Solomon says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch of the evil and the good. Proverbs 15, 3. The psalmist said, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. God is everywhere. And a friend of Job tried to encourage him, saying these words, for his eyes are on the ways of man, and he keeps all his steps. He is Lord of all times, in all seasons of our lives. And I want to remind you here today that nothing escapes God. God sees the good that we do. Don't think that he doesn't. Just because you haven't received the answer you're waiting for, don't give up. Continue to do good. God sees it. God sees how you have forgiven those that have, hurt, that have hurt you. God sees how you have loved. God sees how you have served. God sees how you pray. Don't stop. You're not wasting your time. God's silence does not mean that God is not there. He's attentive to us. Others may not see it. 
pastors and leaders may not see it. People around you may not see it, but God sees it. So for that reason, what we continue to stay faithful because he's Lord of all times and nothing escapes God. Don't change your ways because others are doing things different. No, we continue to do the things that are right. I have learned this in my life. It's not, uh, it's not my job to help others forgive me. It's my job to forgive others. It is my job to be kind and to serve others. And it's not my job to expect others to be kind and to serve me. I have learned that it is on me to live a life that pleases God and please those uh, that I'm called to serve. It's my job. And it's not my job to change others. And we cannot be influenced by others. We keep doing what God expects. Why? Because he is God of all times. And he sees all things. Nothing that we do or say escapes God. He's attentive to all that we do and how we live. So I want to encourage you here today. Uh, live the life that God has called you to live, regardless of those around you. I love that in the time of Malachi, in the time that we read, there was a remnant that said, we will not follow these people. We will not do it that way, no. And God says, man, I'm, I'm attentive to them. I've jotted down the way that they have lived. Perhaps you're here today and you're living a life that you know is not pleasing God. Perhaps you're living a life today that you know that you're far from God. That God is knocking at the, uh, at the door of your heart and he's saying, hey, I, I want to be the Lord of your life. Um, and, and you're here this morning, I want you to know that, that God is attentive to you. And he's a personal God. And today he wants to speak to you and let you know nothing escapes him. And he has ordered your steps for greatness. And it all begins uh, of a declaration of remembering our need for forgiveness of sins and our need for a Savior that can forgive our sins. And his name is Jesus. And I love that nothing escapes him. Not the good that we do or the bad. And he loves us even when we have been in the bad. And from there, he reaches out to us to extend us grace and mercy and love and to extend a better life in him. Perhaps you are here today and you thought that, is anyone attentive to me? Well, Jesus, he's very attentive to you. Nothing escapes him and he is interested in you this morning. And the church says, Amen. so we're talking about he is Lord of all times. Nothing escapes him. Our second reminder this morning is, that we're reminded in these verses of the attributes of God. Now I love verse 7. Uh, verse 17. When it says, on that day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. So I love, he's bringing attention to himself. God is bringing attention to himself. When I act, when I do what I have to do, he says, uh, I am the Lord Almighty. Uh, when I act, when I respond, you will know who I am, me with all my attributes. I love it. It's such a word of authority that comes from God. He's bringing attention to who he is. I am the Lord Almighty. Another version says, I am the God of the heavens. Uh, reminding us who he is and, and he is attentive to us. And when we read these verses, we're reminded that there's no one like God. He is Lord of all times. No one like him. He knows all things. Uh, he's omniscient. He knows all things. He could never learn more. God could never learn. There's not a seminar class in which God needs to take to learn a little bit more. 
He can never learn more. There's no history that he doesn't know, and there's no future event that he's not aware of. He is omniscient. He knows all things. He is in all places, omnipresent. He knows all locations. He's been in all locations, is in all locations, all emotions and all times. In every place that you are, past, present, future, God will be there. In every season of your life, highs and lows, God is there. In every emotion of your life, mourning or dancing, God is there. Why? He is present in all locations, in all emotions, in all seasons of our lives. That's who he is. And I love that he brings attention to himself. And he says, the day that I act, I am the Lord Almighty. Because he's all powerful. There's none like him. There's nothing too hard for God. He never needs to increase in power. He's always, always all just all powerful. And there's none like him. These are the attributes of God. And we can list the attributes that he is all just. I love just. It reminds me that no one will get away with anything. At the end time. At the end time the Lord will reveal all things. Right? And, uh, and he will deal with all people justly. And I love that this word justly reminds us that he shows no favoritism to no one. He will act justly with all people. That is who he is. He is not dominated by time. He is not manipulated by time. He is the God of all times. He knows all things in all times and in all places. He does not function under time, but what he releases time for us. He is unchanging, immutable. He's always been the same, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and he functions out of love. He is the Lord of all times. It's important to know this, because when we come to know the attributes of God, it changes the way we live for him. It changes the way that we live this Christian life. When we come to know who he is, and that we are never without a divine resource in our lives, it is a reminder to us that we live with courage. We live this life courageously, knowing that the Lord Almighty is always with us. I love that uh, Jesus tells the disciples in Matthew, I will always, I will always uh, be with you. I love that when God calls Joshua, God tells him, no man shall be able to stand before you on all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Uh, what an encouragement for Joshua and what an encouragement for us that the Lord Almighty is always with us. You and I will be able to achieve everything that the Lord puts before us. Why? Because he is the Lord of all times and he is with us. And I love the words of the Apostle Paul that tells us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's a reminder to us that he is the Lord of all times. And I love that verse. And that verse is not a magic word or magic verse for us. It's not a verse that we use to manipulate our own will. But it's a reminder to us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. In other words, in God's will for our lives, we are always 100% successful. In God's will, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In everything that God has ordained for you, you can have success. In everything that God has ordained for me, I can have success. Why? Because we won't do it in our own strength. We will do it in the strength of the Lord because it is the will of the Lord for our lives. So that phrase limits us to God's will. And it's a reminder that he is Lord of all times. And because of that, we have this, 
we, we can live with this courage to know uh, uh, that if he's the Lord of all times and he walks with us, it changes the way that we live. So we're talking about he is Lord of all times. It's a reminder to us that nothing escapes God. It's a reminder to us of the attributes of God. Number three, we're reminded that one day the unseen will be revealed. He is the Lord of all times. That one day uh, the unseen will be revealed. Verse 16, the Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before, before him of those who fear the Lord and esteem his name. I um I love that verse from the first time that I read it. I love that it talks about a book of remembrance. I love that in other words God is saying I took notice of what the pious person did. I took notice of what the righteous man, what the righteous woman did. I love that God is saying your good works are laid safely up in my memory. I love that God is saying you're not wasting your time standing up for what is right. I jotted it down. I wrote it down in the book of remembrance. In Hebrews chapter 6, it also reminds us this, where it says, For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown his name in serving the saints as you do. He's reminding us that God doesn't oversee, he doesn't overlook, I should say, uh, the things that we have done, but, but they are fresh in his mind. They've been jotted down and they are in his memory. We're reminded that one day the unseen will be revealed. Uh, what we have done in good or in bad, uh, it is jotted down in the memory of God. It's, reminded, it, 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 it's a reminder to him. It's on his mind. At the end times, the Bible tells us, uh, I love this, Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. At the end times, the Bible tells us, and I saw the dead, great, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. So the Bible says at the end time, the books will be opened. Because God jots it down. And at the end time, the books will be opened. And here it's talking about the wicked. And here it says um, the book will be opened and they will be judged according to what they have done. Nothing is unseen. He is the God of all times. In fact, Jesus said these words in Luke chapter 8 verse 17. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. We're reminded that one day the unseen will be revealed. Maybe today there's someone that you're battling with some things. Maybe somebody has talked about you. Somebody has hurt your feelings. Somebody has betrayed you. Uh, and you're, you're battling with this. But I want you to know, be at peace today. Nothing escapes God. He's the God of all times. Right? God sees all things. He, he is, uh, his attributes record all things. And, and there will be a season, a time, when those things will be revealed. Maybe someone did an injustice to you. I want you to know that no one is getting away with it. One day... One day, the unseen will be revealed. Uh, maybe, you know, you feel like, man, I'm working hard and I'm trying and, and no one appreciates me and no one notices it. And no one, I want you to know that you stay faithful because he is the God of all times. And one day, all those things will be revealed. 
You and I have put our hope in God and he is just and at the right time what is concealed will be revealed and we trust him. Why? Because he is the Lord of all times. And the church says. So we're talking about our theme this morning. He's the Lord of all times. A few reminders for us. Nothing escapes God. We're reminded of his attributes. We're reminded that one day the unseen will be revealed. And the last reminder for us this morning. We're reminded that a time will come when those who fear God will see their reward. A time will come when those who fear God will see their reward. Verse 18. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who do not. We're reminded that at one time, at one day will come when those who fear God will see their reward. In our readings, God is telling the people, there will be a day when I will separate the righteous from the wicked. Uh, I, will, I will separate those from who serve me, uh, those who serve me from those who do not serve me. There is a reward for us in that season. Your righteousness is not in vain. Your decision to serve Jesus is not in vain. The Bible is continually clear with this teaching. A time will come when there will be a separation of good and bad, of righteousness and wickedness. It is during this time that we will enjoy full redemption. When we're reminded of the rapture, the rapture, the rapture is a separation of the righteous and the wicked. The church will be lifted up and those who have not accepted Christ will be left behind. Uh, he is God. He is the Lord of all times. And there will be a time when, when he will make a separation between the righteous and the unrighteous. Where the righteous will receive their full reward, their full redemption. And it's the day when the Bible says in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, that there will be a loud command uh, uh, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet call of God, the dead in Christ will rise. And after that, we who are left behind will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with him forever. Yes. There will be a separation, a full redemption at that time. We will receive our reward. He is the Lord of all times. We must remember there will be a time where there will be a separation. Where God, the Lord of all times, will. the Bible says that he is the judge who stands at the door. And he will make a distinction between good and bad. Between righteous and wicked. In fact, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus uh, reminded us that there would be two roads. Separation, wicked and righteousness. He said, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it, reminding us of separation. Narrow gate and a wide gate. Righteousness and wickedness. The Bible constantly reminds us that there will be a time where there will be full redemption. There will be separation. Two lines. In fact, Jesus says this in Matthew 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on, on His righteous throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him. And He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on the right and the goats on the left separation and it'll be a time when the church receives its full 
reward. Why? He is the Lord of all seasons. There's a separation. In fact, Jesus teaches this in Matthew 24, 40, where he says, two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other one will be left. Two women will be grinding in the hand mill. One will be taken, the other will be left. Separation. And the church will receive its war, uh, reward. God's word is fulfilled over and over again. You know, the people of Malachi, they had become cold to the work of God and to the service of God because they had not seen the splendor of God. And they, be, they become cold and they become religious and they've entered into routine because they didn't see the Shekinah no more. There was no longer a fear of the holies of holies and, and where, where is God is what they were asked. And I think sometimes and I worry sometimes you know, we've been hearing this since we were small. Jesus is coming soon. I remember, man, they played a movie in church. I was a little kid about burning in hell. I was crying at that altar. We've been hearing since we were small, Jesus is coming. I mean, that's how our parents put the fear of God. Si no te porta bien, tú no te vas con Cristo. Man, they put the fear of God. I woke up one night. I couldn't find nobody in my house. I thought Jesus came. I was crying. True story. Crying. The time will come that Jesus will come. He is faithful to his word. And the people of Malachi, they had grown cold and they had not given God the best that they had because they just didn't see the splendor. Sometimes we don't see the splendor and we take that for the absence of God and we enter into routine. But I need to remind the church today that one day the trumpet will sound and Jesus, he will rapture the church and we will find ourselves in the clouds with him. Whether that happens today or doesn't happen in our lifetime, I can't tell you. I can tell you that the Bible says that he will come like a thief in the night. I can tell you that the Bible says that Jesus said, I don't know, no one knows the day or the hour, only my Father who is in heaven. So we don't know the time. We don't know when. Um, but let us not forget that he is the Lord of all times. And one day, one day, we will enjoy our full redemption in Christ. Our full redemption in Christ. And the church says, so as I finish our teaching this morning, he is Lord of all times. I remind you nothing escapes him. I remind you of the attributes of God. He is the Lord of all times and his attributes are with us so they should change the way that we live and give us courage to live the life that he's called us to live because his omnipresence, his omnipower, his omniscience, his justice, his love is with us every single day to help us. We're reminded that one day the, uh, the, what is concealed will be revealed. Peace. I'm not letting anyone change me. You don't let anyone change you. You continue to live the way that God has called you to live because at the end time, what is concealed, what is done and hidden, will be brought out to light. And they will receive their recompense in full for the way that they have lived. And we're reminded that a time will come when those who fear God will receive their full reward. He is the Lord of all times. So as I close, 
I want to encourage you. Keep living the righteous life that God has called you to live. You are not wasting your time. Continue to live the life that God has called you to live. Continue to do what's right. Regardless of those around you, don't change. Stay faithful. Be obedient. Be encouraged. Know that God is attentive. He sees all things. He will lead you. He will help you. He will bless you. His power is with you. His presence is with you. His will is leading you. You continue to stay faithful because He is the Lord of all times. I want to remind you this morning, don't be influenced by the negativity around you. Don't be influenced by the negativity around you. If people are are being discouraging, if people are being um, uh, speaking negatively, negatively, uh, whether it's in the church or out the church, don't be influenced by that. You are reminded this morning that you serve the Lord of all seasons. And we're called to persevere. We're reminded that, that Jesus, he will come again. He is, he is the Lord of all times. So don't stray away. Continue faithful. Continue to do what's right. And I'll close the teaching with one of my life verses, Galatians 6, 9. Don't get tired in doing good, for in due seasons, in due season, you will reap what you sow if you do not give up. And the church says, Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand this morning. He is the Lord of all times. He is Lord of all times. Perhaps you are here uh, this morning and the Lord is speaking to you. First, He's letting you know it's time to to get right. It's time to, to be right with me. Be at peace with God. Well, that happens when we recognize the need that we have for Him and the forgiveness of our sins. And we ask Him to be the Lord of our lives. And we ask Him to forgive us of our sins. Begins a process in our life that will change our lives forever as we sang here this morning. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, that's me. I need to make changes but today is the day of covenant I promise you that with Christ your future days will be better than your past days that doesn't mean that we'll be without hardships and trials no hardships and trials they come to everybody the difference is that the Lord of hosts the God of the heavens he walks with you through that process your future days will be better than your past days and to the church maybe you're you're struggling in your in your faith in your walk in in what's doing in doing right in staying faithful but the lord reminds you here today that he is lord of all times don't change continue faithful trust him for one day he will come and he will lift the church up and you will enjoy glory and eternity with him forever there will be a day where there will be separation of good and bad and God has ordained a line a life of righteousness for us so you stay faithful for nothing escapes God perhaps you're here today and you would like prayer to help uh, apply the teaching to your life as we sing this next song the altar is open for you as well if you'd like to receive Jesus if you'd like to make a covenant with Christ the altar is also open for you this
this morning. We want to pray with you. Our pastors want to pray with you here today. Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have to be able to have gathered here today and worship and share your word. Father, I pray that it would land deep in our hearts and remind us that you are Lord of all times. We pray in Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. The altar is open if you would like prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this sermon. We pray it blesses and encourages your life.